welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast. Rick Roberts here, episode 100 and what? What? 183. Can you believe it, folks? That's a long time. 183 podcasts. Didn't think I would arrive here, A, ever, B, as quickly as we did, and C, still have some energy to keep on going and keep digging into this thing, which is comedy, which I've often described to people who don't perform or don't do comedy as a a job or learning with homework that I'm excited to dig into every time. There's always another side of the Rubik's Cube, the other side of the rock to dig up flip over and see what's going on. And here we are, 183. Thanks to all of our sponsors. I'll get into that in a little bit. A lot of you on Patreon have been supporting the podcast for a couple years now since it's gone public, if you want to say. I didn't ask for any donations the first 100 episodes. And the last 82, I've had quite a few people on board supporting the podcast. So thanks to you guys. And I'll talk at the end of the episode how you can get involved doing that if you feel moved to do so. But today is really all about... What did we do and what did we not do this past year? And to help you in this planning process, I've put together a goals tracker worksheet for 2019. Now, some of you listened to this episode last year and the year before, and you already know that you can shoot me an email, schooloflaughs at gmail.com and request the goals tracker, and I'll shoot you the most updated one. And you can do that if you're listening to this podcast in July and you're like, oh, I've got half a year left. Let me set half my goals. You can do it anytime. I'll send you the most updated verse, uh, version of that. At the same time, I'll add you to the insider tip sheet email that goes out whenever a new podcast is released. And sometimes we have some extra information in those newsletters, as well as uh, links to at least 12 to 15 different news stories that are happening revolving around stand-up comedy. So make sure you jump in on that. I uh, get this goals tracker because we're going to walk right through it today. You might want to pause right now. Uh, Ask me to send that to you and then unpause and follow on with the podcast. It's up to you. But right now, uh, let's go ahead and get into what did we do and what did we not do in 2018? What will we do in 2019? I'll get into all the categories in a minute, but I'm just looking over my year-end numbers and to see where I started and where I ended on my goals. And I'm trying to see if anything jumps out at me. I think the biggest increase that I had here in any of my particular goals was increasing my email list. And you've heard on prior podcasts how important an email list is. You could have a million Facebook following, uh, followers, Twitter followers, but if uh, you get frozen out by Facebook or shut down, you don't have any way of contacting those people via email. So you want to have ways to contact them so that they're your list, not Facebook's list. And so an email list is important. Uh, This year I increased the size of my newsletter email list by a full, I doubled it. So what is that, 50% (laughs) Kentucky math? Yeah, I doubled the size of my newsletter list this year, which was a primary goal. And I'll take just a second to let you know how I did that when we get to that part 
in the entire goals tracker sheet. But that's the one that jumped out at me the most. Uh, podcast downloads have been strong and steady. That was also something I was looking at as far as the uh, podcast itself. We're getting a very steady amount, and it, it continues to grow. I can tell by the spikes uh, in the downloads. Every once in a while, you'll see a day where somebody discovered the podcast, and there's 180 extra downloads, and that happens quite frequently. So if you're uh, digging in and downloading, thank you for doing that. Uh, if you could spread the word, let other people know about this podcast in your local uh, open mic scene or whatever club scene that you're in, uh, always feel free to pass along this valuable resource that, hey, it, it helps me every episode. I learn things from interviewing other comics that I apply to my own comedy. So that's another reason I keep doing this. I know it's helpful for you guys, but hey, it's helpful for me as well. So those were the two big ones, uh, the continuation of the podcast and having it grow and also the increase in my personal newsletter following. That was a, a huge deal for me. And that has paid off in gigs and other opportunities. So uh, those are the big ones that jump out. But let's go ahead and get into this list. This list covers a variety of goals. Uh, over, I don't know, 50 or 100 possible goals. Uh, we cover writing, performing goals, goals online via social media and your website. And uh, we also talk about clubs that you work, how often income goals, expense goals, you want to increase one and decrease the other, or increase the second to increase the first, uh, all kinds of different trackable things. And it looks like, it, as I'm looking here, about 65 to 70 different specific things. So this is going to be one of those podcasts you might want to have a piece of paper. Ideally, this goals tracker, again, request at schooloflast at gmail.com. You'll typically receive that within the same day. And if I'm online, I'll shoot it over to you right away. So Let's jump into it. First goal I think you should have if you're doing this as a hopefully a, a career or at least expiring to get there is a writing goal. How much time are you set aside each week to write and create the vehicle that's going to take you on this journey? Uh, all the other goals after this don't matter at all unless you have a goal of writing because you have to keep uh, the jokes flowing. You have to have some fresh material. And you have to grow in the skill of writing material. So how much time are you are spending writing each day, each week, each month, and throughout the year? You know, some of us have daily schedules that we can alter and we can include writing in. Some of us are working nine to five, five days a week, and maybe you only have the weekends to write. Whatever it is, there's a spot on this goals tracker for you to write down how many minutes you spend or want to spend daily, weekly, monthly, and throughout the year. And I'll tell you one thing, if you make this a habit, you'll look forward to this time each day. You might not think it's going to be something you want to do to schedule time to write, but you're scheduling time for creativity to happen and for you to generate some material. It's very important. So whether that's going to be 30 minutes a week, 30 minutes a day, um, I think you'd be kidding yourself if you weren't writing at least four or five hours a month, you know. Some months may not be able to get there, but this should be something that's part of your daily or weekly habit to spend some time writing. I might spend an hour trying to write one joke, or I might spend an hour writing and 10 or 15 jokes pop out. You just don't know, but if you don't set that time aside, then it's not going to happen. So goal number one, how much time do you spend writing daily, weekly, monthly, yearly? The second goal, or things you can track, is how many jokes have you created how many jokes have you created that you've gotten on stage? You can com 
combine those or divide it however you feel about it. But it's one thing to write the material. That's super important. But it's no good unless you get it on stage. And I often say the greatest joke in your notebook is no greater than the worst joke you have on stage. You need to get material out there and try it. So spend time on writing, but also have a, a goal of getting those jokes on stage so you can tell if they are actually jokes or just funny thoughts. And let me tell you what the audience will tell you pretty quickly uh, what category that falls in. So how many jokes are you creating each day, each week, each month, each year? How much is that generating for you? If you're not writing every week, you're not generating any jokes. So get in there and do that. Uh, the third line underneath the writing goals would be, are you writing with other people? I know I said that. I said it out loud. Are you writing with other people? Some folks feel you cannot write with other people. It needs to be my ideas 100%. And I should not get feedback from anybody else. And this is, uh, I'm living by my jokes. I'm dying by my jokes. But these are my babies. And I felt like that for a while when I first started. But honestly... When you perform a joke, you're getting feedback from the audience and they're telling you whether your joke works or it doesn't or it resonates or it does not. Why not bounce some jokes off some other fellow comedians before you take them to the stage so you can save the audience a little bit of pain, perhaps, and give them a little bit more of the payoff. So spend some time. You decide whether it's every couple of months you get together with somebody else to bounce ideas, whether it's a weekly writing group. Maybe you know other comics or other aspiring comics and they're in a different city. Why not have a weekly email? You shoot out an email to them saying, hey, here's the two or three jokes I'm working on. Give me some feedback and send me two or three jokes you're working on. I'll send some feedback back to you. This doesn't have to be something that even takes you out of your house. It's great if you can, but if not, spend some time bouncing some jokes off of somebody else. Super important. You have the power of 1x. When you have 10 people you're writing with, you have the power of 10x. So why not 10x your writing and your uh, jokes by getting with some other folks? That's uh, I can't recommend that enough. It's one reason why I like the uh, the live classes I teach in Nashville. I take that class with the students as I teach it to them. And so I'm sharing jokes in class that fit the assignments and getting feedback from them. They're doing the same thing with me. So find some time to write with other people. Uh, then on the goals tracker, there's a few extra lines. You can write your own uh, personal writing goals. Maybe you write blogs. Maybe you're working towards a book or a script. You can scribble that in there and keep track of it on the same worksheet. But writing something, creating, is key. You can perform all you want, but if what you have created isn't very good, nobody's going to pay to see that. All right, moving on to performance goals. Again, stage time, super important. How many minutes are you on stage each week? each month, each year. You know, if you're not hitting at least an open mic every week on average, then I think you're fooling yourself. If you, th you think you can only get on stage once a month and pursue this as a career, it's not going to happen. you got to get on stage quite a bit and work through that material. So what are your goals for each week, month, and year in stage time? How many sets are you doing? That could be a sub-goal. Uh, maybe you want to do six sets. You're not worried if the sets are three minutes or five minutes or seven or 15, but you want to do six sets a month or six sets a week to get your stage time happening. Uh, there's an item for that on the goals tracker. Open mic nights. How many times are you hitting true open mics where you're trying out vast amounts of material? Uh, 
I don't want you to hit the same open mic every single week with the same material. That would be wasting your time and the time of the other comics there. But how much stage time are you getting at open mics with new material? There's a way to track that on the tracker, as well as new stages. How many times are you going into a new area? Maybe you drive an hour and a half, two hours to another town, hit their open mic. How often do you want to do that? How often did you accomplish that? That's something you can track on this tracker sheet. And then you might actually go to the next line and, and keep track of how many paid nights you're on stage. How many paid sets did you have? Were you doing a showcase set and got paid for it? Or did you work the club for the week? Did you do a book show in town and get paid for it? Uh, you Later on in the financial part, might want to set a goal for how much you're making. But how many nights are you out there getting paid? Don't worry about this at all. If you're first starting, you're going to have to dedicate a lot of time. You're investing in getting some stage time. The stages are investing in you by giving up five or seven minutes. Once you get super solid, people will pay you. But right now at the beginning, if you're just just rolling into this, don't worry about the paid nights. But if you've done this for a while, you should set a goal of how many times you want to get paid uh, per month doing comedy and work towards that. Some of that's out of your control, but it's completely out of your control if you don't put it as a goal and don't set a target. coffee now we're moving on to online goals and this again you can tweak this however you want because there's a million different platforms out there but i think it's important to have some website goals your personal website for comedy um, how often are you updating that thing if you know anything about google and i know a little bit google rewards um, your website if you update it on a regular basis the more frequently you update it with relevant information relevant to the search terms people find your website on, the higher it's going to show up in Google. Um, I would easily say that my schooloflast.com website is way more rewarded than my personal rickroberts.com website. And that's a new goal, again, for me this year is to increase the amount of traffic I drive to my website by posting regularly. So how often are you putting new content, whether it's a blog post, uh, it could be a video, could be your schedule. Any of those things will trigger a little response from Google, and you'll be rewarded for doing that. And I'll tell you something I've done recently uh, in my newsletter list as well as my uh, website is some of the things I post on Facebook that get a good reaction. It might just be a screenshot of some interesting thing I found online and then my somewhat witty comments underneath it. If that gets a good response on Facebook, I'll take a screenshot of that Facebook post with my response, and it'll have some social proof that, you know, 100 people shared this or liked this or what have you. And I'll just take that screenshot and drop it into my website as a post. And I might make one more comment underneath it. Um, you know, and that's just one easy, simple way you can update your website. It doesn't always have to be up bragging about what gigs you're doing or how many people you perform for. It can just be showing somebody who hit your website that day that you're funny, that you're funny on Facebook. And hey, by the way, while they're on your website, there's a little social share button that they could share that little piece of information you had on their website or their Facebook feed, or they can see that you're on Facebook and click your Facebook icon and follow you there. So a super easy way to update your update your website. You want to do that uh, minimum of weekly if you want to get some reward from Google. And I would say do that more often if you're able to. You can schedule those very easily in almost all the website platforms. I use WordPress and I could... What I basically do is once once a month I'll go in there and I'll schedule anywhere between four and ten posts so that they automatically happen 
throughout the month. I can pause them if I've got something else more important I want to put in there, but I know for a fact that it's going out, it's keeping me alive in the search by adding new content to the website. So something you want to do there for sure. When you blog or post uh, content that is text-based in your website, that's a huge thing too. So if you are clean comedian in the Northeast and you're writing posts, you should post clean comedian in the Northeast several times. You don't want to overload it, but a couple of times you want to post that in your actual blog post so that people that are searching that term, it will, you know, you'll rise in the search results for that. So again, you don't want to overdo it because you'll get penalized for that, but you want to make sure that people are searching for you and that you show up with your blog post in that search. I think that makes sense. I don't want to over explain it, but make sure you're being relevant with your post and tactful and strategic as well. Okay, you're posted on your website, you're driving traffic there, you want to maybe set a goal for how many website visitors you get each month. Uh, you could do it by day, but I think it's probably smarter just to say, hey, I want to get this many per month and then devise a plan on driving traffic there. Whether it's ads on Google, whether it's posts on Facebook that are linked back to your website, whether it's just general search, whatever it is, how many people are you trying to get to your website each month? A quick, easy, and not 100% accurate mathematical formula you can use is to look back at your past year statistics. You should be able to find those on your web server. How many visits did you get per month or per year? Divide that by how many gigs you picked up from people you had not contacted, uh, but they had contacted you from finding your website. And you might see that, hey, every 5,000 people that visit my website, I get a gig, or every 500 if you're really crushing it. Um, and that might be able to be something that can help you set your goal for the next year. But you need to drive people to your website. Facebook's great. Twitter's fine. All that stuff is interesting. But if you're not getting people to your website where you show them your full portfolio of what you can offer and how you're doing it and where it's going on, uh, you're not going to probably get as many gigs as you would like. So drive the people there. Set a goal for how many visitors you want per month. Uh, moving on to if you have your YouTube channel. You should have some kind of YouTube presence if you're doing comedy. It's the easiest way to show video. Uh, it's searchable. Lots of good things happen on YouTube. Uh, how many YouTube subscribers do you have? And how many are you trying to gain? I've been kind of passive on the YouTube subscriber thing in both School of Laughs and in my own stand-up comedy. Um, but that will be a focus for this year as well. And that obviously comes from posting more videos. I uh, posted a Christmas video with uh, Barney Fife doing the night before Christmas, but it was all Mayberry related. And I posted that first on Facebook until it got about 3,000 and a half uh, views. And because people saw a video, they went and searched if I had a YouTube channel. And I picked up some subscribers that way. Again, I have a very low subscriber base, but that video triggered people to go over there and check it out. Um, any video you post on your YouTube channel, obviously you should have that on your website as well as your newsletter when it goes out and uh, then either upload directly that same video to your Facebook page or link to your YouTube video. If you directly upload, you will get far more uh, attention from Facebook than if you just copy a link from your YouTube. If you're worried about YouTube views and that's a, an important metric to you, um, I would still go ahead and maybe post it one time as a Facebook post direct 
and then a Facebook post linking to your YouTube. If you do that, you'll see the difference. It'll be 18x on how many times Facebook shows it if you post straight to Facebook. But your YouTube channel and your videos are an important part of people seeing your personality and seeing what they can book and how, how you can be relatable to their particular audience. Um, let me skip through here a little bit now to uh, how many new YouTube clips are you going to put up this year? Are you going to put up one a month? Are you going to put out one a week? What are you going to do? You should definitely have a goal and honor that goal. If you don't do anything else, here's a quick and easy tip. Create a comedy bit around each holiday or one holiday a month and write those bits, record them, and put them up, and you'll have a timely post that you can schedule as soon as you have those videos complete. So that's an easy thing if you can't come up with a topic. The holiday's a topic. You should have some jokes around holidays anyway. All right, moving on. How many Facebook fans do you have on your fan page? If that's an important thing for you to have, what are you doing to get them there? Are you tracking that? What do you have today? What do you have to have at the end of the year? Same thing with LinkedIn connections. LinkedIn is an often not used resource by most comedians. I tend to do a lot of gigs in the corporate market, and so LinkedIn is a, an important thing for me. It's not just how many connections you have, but how many relevant connections and how many active connections you have. That's true of any social media. But on LinkedIn, uh, I go after a specific amount of targeted people in a targeted job subscript uh, description to try to connect with. And I try to get a warm connection through a mutual connection. Boy, it's all about connecting, isn't it? But LinkedIn can be an important part if you're in especially the corporate market. Or can I tell you that I've got a couple of opportunities this year from being in LinkedIn from uh, commercials. People that saw me on LinkedIn, I had posted a YouTube video in there and they saw it and like, hey, this guy would be good for our commercial. And I did a few commercials this year. Uh, that can also be a goal. But anyway, LinkedIn can be important to get in front of people who book TV shows, people who book guests on shows, uh, people who book podcasts, people who book streaming service videos like Dry Bar Comedy or Pure Flix or Dove Channel or Netflix or any of those, the CEOs and the different uh, people in the organization are going to be on LinkedIn. Why aren't you on there? Showing them what you do. Same thing with Twitter followers. How many do you have? How many do you want? How often do you want to tweet? How often do you retweet? I'll tell you, retweeting is an easy way to share great content with your fan base that you know they'll like. And also, sometimes you get a little love back from the person who you retweeted. So Twitter, there you go. Current, how many do you want to have? And then look at your current email list. Is it zero? Is it a thousand? Is it five thousand? What is it now? What is what do you want it to be? And how are you going to get people on that email list? Okay, so I told you my email list doubled this past year. And part of what I did was I went uh, into my merchandise storage facility, otherwise known as the corner of the garage, and I saw I had some some CDs that were, I don't know, I've, I've recorded nine or ten CDs over the years, but these were some CDs from way back that I really had no intention of selling anymore. Not a lot of people buying CDs, but I thought I'll use this as an a magnet, if you will, to get people to come over to my table after a specific type of event and have them join my email list. And so it's an easy thing to promote during the show. I just say, hey, I've got a CD available. You cannot buy it. The only way you can get it is to join my email newsletter list. I won't spam you. I send out a newsletter about every six weeks. 
and you can cancel any time. But if you sign up for that list today, you can get this CD and I'll have it for you outside. So I pick up not only followers on the newsletter when people do that, but many people, more than you would expect, more than I expected, will ask, uh, you know, I enjoyed your show, this CD, it's great that you're giving that away. How much do you charge to come out and do this kind of show? Or are you available in December for this type of show? And I've definitely picked up extra gigs by being around after the show and giving away a CD that cost me about 39 cents, but it gained me a gig that paid, you know, lots lots more than 39 cents. And it gave me a follower on my newsletter list. And of course, every follower you have on your newsletter list, you can encourage them to share that newsletter with other people so they join. So it keeps paying back. But what do you have that you can offer somebody after the show to get them on your email list? Um, I'm sure you have something. You may need to come up with something. It could be uh, it could be something as simple as a really small, um, I don't want to say, an, well, you could create an ebook so people sign up and then boom, they get an ebook e- the next day or as they sign up through your MailChimp provider or any of the other opportunities for email subscribers, they get it delivered automatically. Lots of different things you can do with that. But developing your email list, super important. I can tell you that this past year, I know for a fact that I got at least seven bookings off of my email list of people that saw me at a show. And then through following my newsletter, they saw that I was performing at other types of venues. And occasionally that will line up with a venue they have a connection with or type of group, and then boom, you get a booking. So spend some time after the show rewarding the people that watched you with something so you can get their email address. And then you can fill out as many other things as you want in this area for around social media. If you're on Pinterest or Instagram or whatever else is going on out there, uh, feel free to set a goal on the worksheet for you there. I just take just a moment to pause here, and I'll come back with the second half of the worksheet, all based around dinero. Hey, just wanted to take a quick second here to tell you that I have a live writing class happening in Nashville, Tennessee, January 7th, 14th, and 21st. It goes from 6 to 8 o'clock p.m. Classes take place at SIR Studio Instrument and Rental Facilities just outside of downtown. I mean, less than a mile, less than a half a mile from downtown Nashville. Uh, the cost is $200 even, and in that class we cover every writing technique that I use, that other comics use to trigger a laugh. And once you take that class once, you have lifetime membership, so you can come back and sit in on that class as you're further down the line with your comedy career. If you want to get involved with that, shoot me an email, schooloflaughs at gmail.com, and put ready for the next writing class in the subject line, and I'll send you more information. Now let's get back to this goals tracker. We're more than halfway through. Okay, so the second half is all about generating some dinero, some cash, some Benjamins. And uh, the first way we do that is to work, right? So the first section on the second page of this worksheet is all about clubs. Now, feel free to replace clubs with churches or with corporate events or whatever particular niche that you are niched down in, cruise line gigs or whatever. But how many new clubs, cruises, churches whatever did you contact this week this month this year if you're not putting the word out trying to get on somebody's radar you're not going to get on the radar so set a goal a reasonable goal but a goal that will get you moving in the right directions of how many new clubs did you contact and more realistically how many new comics did you connect with that are connected to a club that you could contact 
Uh, to be quite honest, calling up a club out of the blue, telling them you're a comic and you would like stage time, not going to work a lot. Not going to work. But if you attend shows at a club, you get to know the manager at the club. You network with the comics. Maybe you provide something for the comics that is beneficiary to them, such as helping set their merch table or doing some image work for them or video work. Uh, how many comedians are you networking with to help you get in with the new clubs? But you need to be turning over some new stones. Uh, just because you're working a club today or a specific niche corporate event, they're not necessarily going to have you back for many different reasons, even though you might be great. So you got to generate some new clientele. How are you doing that? How often are you doing that? What are your goals for that? So you could do a line for new clubs contacted and then how many did you actually accomplish and get work at? How many churches did you contact? How many of those churches hired you to do a show? How many corporate events and event planners did you contact? How many bookings did you get? You should have some numbers there to motivate you each week when you get out of bed. Uh, along those same lines, are you connecting with new booking agents? Booking agents in different parts of the country. Booking agents that book a genre or a niche that you would like to get into. How many of those have you contacted? Are you providing them some interesting things to look at video-wise? When they look at your website, does it resonate? And then again, how many times have you connected with them? Those are all underneath the new list. And again, you can fill in some new things in there. Maybe you want to start a new podcast or whatever. Are you generating things towards that? All right, now let's get into the income goals. For me, personally, my goal each year has been to grow the business by any no less than 12% and you know, always aiming for 20% or more. Not always achievable at 20% or more, but the 12% growth um, is reachable and is realistic even at a mild, uh, what am I trying to say here? Even when it's not your every single day, every single hour goal, uh, if that's your goal in the background, to increase your business, you will find ways to do it. And that has been a common consistency for me since starting stand-up in 1991, the year of our Lord. My goodness, it was a long time ago. Over 27 years ago, I started comedy. But every year, the amount of income has increased, except, I believe, in 2008 or nine, when the economy just shocked a lot of the corporate clients that I had shocked them so much they were canceling conferences and conventions that I was scheduled to perform at, which uh, left me with just usually my deposit, 50% of that gig. So that was the first year I saw any kind of pushback, but that year also uh, spurred my new speaking career where I, some, some people said, hey, we can't have you come in and do a comedy show, but if you could speak and be funny doing that and have a topic that will help us out business-wise, we'll hire you. And so in one way, that year took a dip for me, but that next year was much bigger. And the years after that have grown uh, to be very sizable increases because I have some other avenues of making money outside of just stand-up. So here comes the income goals really quick. How much money are you making from performing stand-up? Are you doing other types of gigs that help uh, pay the bills? Well, are you doing improv shows? Are you doing acting are you doing commercials? All right. What else could you be doing? You could be doing voiceover work, right? What other things are you doing outside of your comedy, maybe acting, that enhance your performance that is generating money? What are you doing creatively in that area? So that's one thing you can look at. Also, though, what about your merch? Are you selling CDs? Are you selling download cards? Are you selling 
Uh, are people going to your digital download of your DVD and downloading that? Are you getting streamed on PureFlix, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Dove Channel, you name it? Are you getting some royalties from SiriusXM Radio Play? Uh, we could really do a new podcast about that, but you need to you need to try to find a way to get your material too serious. And if you do that, have it tracked by Sound Exchange so that they can get you your royalties. Um, but I, I got to tell you, having money come in while you're asleep, while you're not on the road, is a beautiful thing. Uh, I've been blessed and fortunate with SiriusXM to uh, receive some royalties consistently from them from the past 10 years, I think so, maybe seven or eight years. Uh, whatever it's been, it's been good. And always looking for ways to increase those royalties. So are you streaming and getting royalties? Are you being played on SiriusXM and getting royalties? If not, are you setting a goal for achieving a uh, new creation of a new product that you can have digitally delivered via those platforms? Super important in the long term to look at that. Uh, what are you doing royalty-wise? And then, I don't know, what are you selling? T-shirts after shows? Are you selling meet and greets? I don't know what you're doing out there, but you should have some some things, whether it's a book or what have you, out in the shows, after the shows, to make some money. And while I'm, I mentioned book there for a second because I wanted to uh, give a shout out to Martha Bolton. Martha Bolton was on our podcast many moons ago. She was a writer for Bob Hope. Anyway, she put out a new joke book and it was number one on the Amazon charts the week that it came out. So shout out to Martha Bolton. Nice work there, young lady. All right. So what are you selling after shows that help push money towards your income? Um, and again, maybe you have a related skill to stand up that can generate some money. Maybe you create graphics for other comics, create posters, edit video, any of those things can help. And you can put that in your income goals and see what you did for the year. So knock that out. And again, you can break that down weekly, monthly, yearly, so that you can achieve those goals in bite-sized pieces. And then last, let's talk about expenses. You should have goals to spend money on your career. And I want to take just a second and brag on a couple of um, listeners and friends and uh, sponsors, actually, of the podcast as well. Up in the Northeast, uh, Sandy Joy Chadwick. You can hear her episode if you search Sandy Joy on the search tab. Um, Sandy's been taking voice acting lessons and all kinds of stuff to enhance what she does. She sings. Uh, she did that for years before she started doing stand-up. She's funny. And now she's taking these extra things like voiceover work and, and things to generate possibly some extra cash, but also to create more variety in her stand-up. I think that's great. And then Rhonda Corey as well has been doing extra things, attending uh, clean comedy challenges, for example, who sponsor the podcast sometimes, uh, contests, whatever it might be to enhance what she's doing. And those things cost money. It takes money for voiceover lessons and for coaching. It takes money to attend challenges and contests that are out of state. But are you setting aside cash each year to get better at your craft? Super important. Obviously, I have a, a comedy class online and live that is a, a way to invest in your career. Uh, I'm not here to push that, but obviously sometimes I undersell it. It's very important to invest in your skill set. You can invest thousands of hours of trial and error just throwing stuff against the wall, but why not invest six or seven weeks or less sometimes just in studying the craft of comedy? Have you done that yet? Do you think that 
real funny people don't actually do that? Well, I'm not saying that it was the reason for their success, but I've had several students go full-time from after taking the class and having a quicker head start. They still put in all the work. They still brought all the talent to it. But I saw how fast they were able to get on track by learning the do's and don'ts. And more famous comedians than you think have taken some kind of class or workshop at some point. Uh, Dale Jones, who was just our last podcast guest, he took a comedy class. Nate Bragazzi, you've seen him on everything, Comedy Central, Jimmy Fallon. He took a comedy class. It cannot hurt you to have information and knowledge. So what are you doing to invest in your craft? That's something you should you should anticipate as an expense, and you should set money aside for that expense. Uh, you could also look at it as I'm traveling out of state to go to open mics or do showcases. Those are investments in your craft. But knowing how to write and how to perform is going to pay dividends for sure. So spend whatever money and resources you can on getting better at the craft. Um, what are you spending on your promo materials? Are you just not spending anything? Because that's not going to work. Uh, every year I spend cash on new promo. I make sure I have a new digital headshot that's looking sharp and looks age appropriate. I don't want somebody to book me when I had a fro and book me now and see that I've got the junior come over going on. Uh, your headshot should look like you now. At the very least, you should be doing that. But what are you, what are you doing on, on generating interest in yourself? You know, also an important expenditure to consider if you're not doing it already is are you spending money on Google AdWords? Are you being searchable in ads by spending a little cash there, picking an area of the country, and driving people to your website? That's a great expenditure to set aside for. You can set, obviously, daily limits, monthly limits on Google when you do that, but you should be spending some money on doing it that way online. And each year, I mail out letters and postcards, and I just got a bunch of things. Uh, there, I'm looking over in the corner of my room. I've got over 500 letters going out to past clients from the past five or six years that uh, maybe it's been two years. I guess there, it goes, what am I trying to say here? It goes about eight years back, but it, it's not the people that booked me the past two years. It's before that. So eight years back. Um, and I just shoot them a quick letter with some a one sheet that shows them what I'm up to now. Just mentioning, hey, just want to stay on your radar. Uh, it's been a couple of years. I can come back. I'll be doing a different comedy show than what you saw before or a different speech. All these different things that I offer here they are. Here's a one sheet to keep in your file. Pin it to your cork board and uh, make sure you think of me and give me a call when you're considering doing another event. I'll also be sending out you know, 500 to 1,000 postcards to new potential clients in the corporate world trying to get on their radar. And you have to do that to uh, get booking and stay relative or to grow your bookings. Um, I do get quite a bit of work from people that just find me and book me or they saw me at a different gig, but you got to create that new client base and you got to stay connected with your past clients. So those are some expenditures that you want to budget for and that you want to experiment with. The great thing about the online stuff, it's all very easily trackable so you can see how many people responded to your ad and converted and whether it was worth doing or not. Uh, that, the next line is, how much money are you spending on your website? Do you have a Freebly website that people look at and go, eh? Or have you invested a little bit of extra money and got it done to a higher degree? And I'm not saying you can't get results with a Freebly type website, one that's like, you know, 99 cents a month or whatever. 
But at some point, if you want to earn a few more dollars, you should spend a few more dollars on your website and generate more results. How much are you spending on videos? Maybe you have a video recorder and you've got all kinds of video recorded, but you don't know how to edit. Are you spending any money on editing? You should spend some money on visual content that people can consume so they see how good you are and they want to book you. Are you spending any money on audio? Even though people don't tend to buy physical CDs now, they do buy tracks and they do still buy downloads online. So you should be creating some audio. You can hire a company to come out and record you know, multiple shows in one night, mix down what would be a CD, and you can have a few physical CDs for yourself. But the main goal is to get those things on iTunes and everywhere else that people download comedy. Uh, and then you want to get those tracks off to Spotify, Pandora, Sound, uh, SiriusXM, all those things, and have all that play tracked by SoundExchange so you get paid for it. Invest the money. The best thing I ever did was record extra CDs. Every couple of years I'd record a CD, and nearly all of those, that well, everyone that I sent to SiriusXM got played. And the money I made from those royalty checks, I invested back into my comedy CDs. And they've all more than paid for themselves and had profit on top of it. So create some audio to get out there. People listen when they're driving on that Sirius. Believe me. Same thing with Spotify and Pandora. Um, are you creating a DVD? Are you creating any kind of download in that area? Uh, this next year coming up, I'll be doing a thing that will create a DVD experience for people to download. And I'm excited about that. I've kind of not had that for a while. I've offered up a lot of my clips for free, but this will be an option where they can watch my whole show, a clean show, and that's going to help generate some shows for me performance-wise, I'm sure. And then what are you spending on your merch other than that? Are you investing in T-shirts? You can get T-shirts really affordably now. If you've got a nice catchphrase, whatever, you can get out there. Bumper stickers, keychains, you name it. Do it. All right, we covered a lot there. There's probably a few things on your list that aren't on this list. Feel free to email me suggestions to increase uh, the different options on this worksheet, this Goals Tracker worksheet. And if you would like this Goals Tracker worksheet, all you got to do is shoot me an email, schooloflast at gmail.com, and put send me the new Goals Tracker in the subject line. I'll do that and include you on the Insider Tip Sheet so you never miss a story about comedy and what's going on. This may have been the driest podcast I've ever done. Uh, thanks if you listened all the way through it. Um, some things about comedy aren't necessarily funny, but they're important. And setting a yearly, you know, setting aside time for your yearly goals is incredibly important. All right, thanks for listening to this big long list. Again, you can get this simply by shooting me an email. And I did want to give a shout out to all the Patreon supporters that are part of Club 52. Um, if you listen this long, you've got everything for me that you've needed. You can hang up now. But if you want to know about a couple things that I offer to help you in the new year, here goes. Uh, Club 52 is probably the most affordable, most comedy-specific thing you can do to get your career on the right track. Club 52, in its simplest form, is here's what happens in Club 52. For $7 a month or more, uh, you join Club 52 through Patreon. Uh, you just go to schooloflast.com forward slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N or click anytime you see Club 52 mentioned. It'll connect you to that website. You set up an automatic payment. It can be as little as you want, but at $7 or more a month, you're automatically included in Club 52, which gets you a weekly email 
that gives you a specific thing to target in your comedy career. We cover the whole gamut. We covered marketing. Initially, we start off with getting your messaging across cohesively and coherently and targeting by telling people who you are, what you do, where you do it, and what kind of groups you're best for. And we do that through setting up emails correctly, through our voicemail, through what people find on our website, and the consistency in which that message is shared across all of our platforms. Uh, so we get that going early. We talk about writing. There's some specific things we should write about. We talk about financial goals again and how to achieve those. We talk about performance tips. You name it. If it's important about comedy, it's in the Club 52 list. And you get that every single week like clockwork when you join through Patreon. Um, also in that you get a quarterly. We used to do monthly, but due to increased bookings from all the things I've just went through on this list to tell you about. Last year, I really went through these trackers hardcore and generated a lot of new work, which prevented me from doing a lot of these hangouts on the weekend. But each quarter, we get together, Club 52, and we go over what's going on in our comedy careers. We talk about challenges. We offer up solutions. And we network in a fun, very supportive way, not as a, in a way of, I'm going to get something from that person. It's more like we all share stuff. And because we do that, uh, we create new relationships online with other comedians in different parts of the country that pay dividends down the road for all of us. So Club 52, like I say, $7 a month or more. If you look at that as a monthly investment, uh, again, I'm not great at math, but it's less than $100. So investing that in small pieces in your career is a great thing to do. I've got the online writing course that has three different levels. You can get in at 99 or 97.77, I think it is, for the silver edition of the writing class and you learn everything that I use and other comics use to trigger a laugh and that's probably the biggest thing that people miss when they start writing comedy they just write what they think is funny which is important but you also have to have a laugh trigger in your punchline to make sure you get a laugh we cover all that uh, you can do that as for like a, I say as little as 97 77 there's other levels higher than that where you can write and get feedback from me and there's a third level where you write, get feedback, also get some phone time and some video chat time and some video of yours reviewed. All that's available at schooloflast.com. Just click on the appropriate banner and you'll see more information about that. I would like to take just a second to read an iTunes review I received back on December 7th. It says at 51 years old, after working in radio, voiceover, and a variety of acting and MC jobs over the years, I've finally been chasing my stand-up comedy dream. I've been on a diet of at least one open mic every week for the last year, and I've just started listening to your podcast. I want you to know that your notes and insights on corporate jobs came at the perfect time since I'm doing my first paid corporate performance tonight. I've just gone to the venue, checked out the sound and lighting, everything's A-OK. -okay. And earlier this week, I confirmed that the CEO was going to take care of some housekeeping and get everybody settled in before introducing me. Thanks for all you're doing to help the older and the new older comics like me work through the process from Brian. Hey, Brian, glad that you came across a podcast at the right time. And I hope you have a time to go back and dig into all 100 and whatever of these things that we have out there now. Uh, quite a few as we're turning in here in the last month. In fact, let me see how many we've put out these days. It's it's quite a few, right? Yeah, over 182. So 
probably a question you've had has been answered in one of those. And you know what? Uh, for Brian and other people listening that maybe haven't checked out the schooloflast.com website, there's a search bar in there, and you can put in a specific question or a specific topic like corporate gigs, club gigs, cruise ship gigs, uh, how much should I get paid, all kinds of things like that. And it will search the show notes and bring up the relative podcast as well as blogs to those topics. So you don't have to wait for a podcast to hit you in the head with the information you're waiting for. Go in there and dig it out, schooloflast.com. All right, that was the mouthful, but it is the yearly Get It Up and Get It Going podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope that you request the goals tracker, and I hope that you stay safe and you stay funny. Thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast. If you'd like to hear more School of Laughs podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit schooloflaps.com. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay money.